Hey, I've got a question for you. Should you be podcasting? Tune in today as my guest, Phyllis Nichols from Sounded by Strategies answers that question and shares some stats on women in podcasting. It's time for the Becoming a Profitable CEO podcast, and it's all about providing you with the tools to succeed on this ever-evolving business-building journey. My mission is to make sure that you know you are not alone, that it is possible, and that you, yes, you can do this. You matter. The world is a better place for having you in it, and your voice is needed. I'm Teresa Cleveland, and I believe we can all make a difference and that having a successful online business is one of the best, most effective ways to do that. Let's get to it. I am thrilled to be able to share Phyllis Nichols with you today. She is my biz bestie and partner in crime in all things business. Well, not real crime, but you get what I mean. She's the founder of Sound Advice Strategies and the co-creator of the podcast Sound Advice. She's on a mission to help business owners build connections with great messaging through podcast. Communicating verbally is so much easier for almost everyone. It's just one of the reasons that podcasting works so well. Phyllis and her husband, Calvin, help their clients increase their impact and grow their business by reaching more people. Even better, it helps build lasting relationships and real connections. When she's not listening to or setting up new client podcasts, Phyllis likes reading and watching movies, often at the same time. She's also taking piano lessons with plans to learn Halo by Beyonce. Hashtag goals. Phyllis, it is so good to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I can't wait for you to share all of your brilliance with everybody. Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. I've been looking forward to this. And of course, I'm looking forward to having you back again. Podcasting is such a big topic. And I think there are a lot of questions around it. People, there's fear, there's questions, you know, should I, shouldn't I, and all of that. So before we jump into that, though, I know you've been in business how long now? We started actually in 2008, but I think the official date is like April of 2009. 11, what, what is that? 11 years? 12 years? I don't know. Something like that. A long time. It has been a long time. And I know you and I met shortly after that. And I just seems like from our first meeting, it was just like, oh, that's my people. I just love how you show up. And you're such a connector too. Like just such a generous spirit. Well, thank you. You are as well. And you're right. I think uh, we were both kind of in a similar place, right? I had been in the corporate sales for a long time and I had been doing some side work and then had officially been doing it full time. And I know you had been running your business full time for a little while there, but we were both and had some similar spots in that we were in an early stage, but growing. Yeah. So it was really nice to have somebody else that we could, you know, we could bounce ideas off of each other. It was a, it was a good timing. It was. And I look back and I just, oh my gosh, seeing where both of us were and where we are today and just that journey, my Lord, I yeah. think about just all the things. And I know as we have hit different places in our journey, it's just like, oh, I just shifted a little bit. My mindset shifted a little bit. And just that I'm doing this thing, I feel a little more grown up, a little more mature as a business owner. And it's, I think, awesome that 11 years now officially for you. And I think I've been, yeah, 12 years now. So this journey, just watching both of us over this past 12 years, Lord, we have been friends now, gosh, uh, probably 12 years, 10 years, 11 years. It's been at least. 
long time and it's yeah. been such a joy and the struggles we've been through. And, you know, that's what I want to do on this podcast is share with people who are where we were back then to say, okay, look, it is doable. You can do this and the world needs you to be out there doing your thing. And it's been so encouraging. We've had those times where it's like, oh, I've shifted, I've grown. And it's uh, to be able to have those moments and, and to have a good sounding board, somebody that you really trust. And that's, uh, you know, I, I value our, our relationship, our friendship for so many reasons, but that's one of them because I trust that you're always going to tell me the truth. And knowing where I've been and knowing where you've been, we call each other on our shit, right? It's just like, hold on, look, you're bigger than this. You're better than this, <laughs> you know? And sometimes just saying like, oh, I hear you. Like it's a struggle right now. Yeah, I that's so true. And I think, you know, it's evidence of the fact too that even though, you know, being a small business owner, it's lovely to be, be calling your own shots, right? To be your own boss and you don't have to answer to anybody else and all of those things. And all of that is true. And so, the other thing I would add to that, though, is that it is very hard. You're still very alone. And so it is really nice to have some other people that you can talk to or collaborate with or, you know, maybe just run something by. Like, it's so helpful. It is. And I know you're the first one I call when I have those brainstorms and I'm just like, oh, my God, is this as great? Same <laughs> here. Yeah, is this as great as I think it is? And, you know, because I know you're going to get it. I don't have to explain it and all of that. So, you know, I think that's one of the first things that everybody needs to understand is you're not an island into yourself. Having that community and having people that you can depend on and reach out to just, you know, for the good, the bad and the ugly. Looking back, I know the different iterations of your business and looking through that journey, I know you are brilliant with words and you, you know, wrote my copy. I joke all the time with people and I say, you know, Phyllis does me better than I do me. She just, (laughs) she knows my voice so well. So, but I know you made that shift because like you said, you came out of the sales and everything else into the online world. Can you share like during that time as you've made the shifts in your business, you know, one of the biggest or one of those mindset shifts that happened that really you looked at your business differently and took you to the next level? Yeah, well, you know, there have been there have been several, but I think one of the things, because as you know, Teresa, my business looks much different today than it did certainly from the beginning, but even then it did even just three or four years ago. Part of that, and this is what a shift that I think I was very helpful was in being open to new opportunities and being willing to continue to provide things that your clients are looking for. Um, as you know, we were not doing podcasts three or four years ago. Well, actually just, it's just been about three years ago. Prior to that, we were really focused on copy and either sales support and things like that from a kind of in the, in the digital space primarily. You know, somebody came and said, Hey, I, I want to do a podcast. Do you think you could help me with that? You know, we said yes. <laughs> and we've continued, uh, you know, other things have come up and we've just continued to try and keep looking and recognize other ways that we can help our clients and be open to, you know, opportunities when they show up. Certainly in the early years of my business, I was really set on how I thought things should be and how I thought things would have to go. And there were times that that probably hurt me. It probably held us back a little bit in the beginning. 
I agree. There were times where I was like that too. It was just like, no, no, opportunities would come up and I would be like, no, no, this is what I'm doing over here. And I remember turning down opportunities like, no, because I had it already all figured out. Right. I think that is a huge share is, you know, just being open to and listening to your community around you. Right. You were already working with clients. As you made that shift, I'm sure you did some research about it and everything else and learned more about podcasting because obviously you guys are like all in with the podcasting now. And I love that you really focus on this. This is something that it's not you're you're not doing a variety of things. So when I have a podcast question, even when I, you know, you know, I was so against doing a podcast. So when I finally the timing was right and it all came to me again, first call. I said, how do I find out if this this has been taken, this name? I didn't even Google it. I just knew you would know. So I love that you stay on top of the industry and what's going on in the industry and all of that. You're such a great resource. Was that just something as you researched? Well, it was a little bit of, it was a couple things actually. So honestly, I had started a podcast back in like 2011, late 2011, I believe it, into 2012. Just for myself, I was interviewing some people. I was, I had a small like cohort of other small business women that in an area, this is when I was living in Nashville for a little while. We had this group of people and we were started the podcast and it was doing fairly well. We were not real sophisticated about it. In fact, this seems crazy, but in 2012, a lot of the things, even the way we're recording today, Teresa, didn't exist. So it was, we had to do it a lot differently. Kelvin got sick. And so we ended up just sort of closing up that uh, podcast where I just wasn't able to continue doing it. And then we had started our own sound advice podcast right before this client came to us. So we had, we had definitely done our homework a couple of times. And then the second time around, especially, um, I was really determined to just really figure it out. And it, it took a long time. At the time I was in a small little mastermind group and, you know, they were, they were so sick of it. We were probably four or five months in and they were like, if you keep stuck, if you keep talking about starting your podcast and you don't actually start it, like we're going to kick you out of the group. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think they would have, but you know what I mean? Like they were, Like you've been talking and planning and talking and planning for a long time. So anyway, so yeah, we had figured some of that out. And uh, so when the client said, hey, you know, I'd like to do a podcast too. Would you be willing to help me? It was definitely a little easier to say yes, right? Because we had a little bit of experience. We knew a little bit about it. We weren't just going in blind. But again, and I trusted that we would be able to figure out what would work for that client and be able to support her. Partly because she was already a client and I understood her business. I under, you know, I knew who she was in the kinds of things that she wanted to do. Um, So all of those things helped, right? It just, again, it had to sort of be the right time. It was the right client and the right opportunity. So it made it an easy yes. Uh, You know, there have been some other things that have come up that, you know, maybe it wouldn't be the right time or something, but that was definitely an easy yes. And since then, obviously it's continued to grow. Somebody else came to me, uh, gosh, after we had launched that other podcast with that client about three or four months later, a business peer came to me and said, I have a client who really should have a podcast. I'm going to hook her up with you. Is that okay? And I was like, sure. You know, that was very organic and how that started. We hadn't even been advertising. We were doing podcasts or anything at that time. And I'm sure that I thank you and all of your other clients. Thank you for being open to that. And I love what you said about your group, the mastermind group that you were again. Again, uh, you have a community there in that mastermind where you bounce those ideas and they pushed you to like do it uh, for your own. So yeah. again, having that is great. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I want to make a shift here. 
Because as you've done this, I've seen your business really explode. And I again, I think it's because of your eye to this industry and staying on top of it and being a resource. And you have this gift of being able to see what people are doing, not just clients and people that you work with. But I know when people come to you, you're able to, to look at what they're doing and you're just able to pull these things out to help them that they don't even see. I know you do this for me and my business. You know, I'm just so close to it. So I think that's really beneficial, especially with podcasting, because I know there's a lot of people out there who say, oh, I don't know. What can I talk about? I don't have enough to talk about that whole thing. What would you say, why is podcasting such a powerful platform? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question, Teresa. And I'm glad that you asked it because, well, a couple things right away. The one, the first thing that really comes to my mind that I want people to really recognize is that it is a platform that you own. It is, it belongs to you. Now there's a couple of other ways where you can do podcasting and the, the company owns your content like Facebook. Like, you know, I don't know that people understand when you put something on Facebook, that content belongs to them. Right. And so in a podcast like you and I are doing, we're considered independent podcasters, right? And we own that content. We own that platform, right? They, I think in today's world, it's fine to promote things, definitely to engage with people on social media platforms that you enjoy working on. But it's also really important to have a platform that you own where you can share information and um, you can control the message. You can control the way that people reach the message and all that kind of thing. Nobody else is in control of that except for you. Right. And I think I remember you uh, talking about the power of connection with this because people what you told me how people like people want to hear this. This isn't something where they they have to listen. Right, right. So yeah, so there's a, we all know, I mean, if people have listened to podcasts before, there's a couple, two things that I will mention. Number one is that it's somewhat intimate. Like people feel like, and I know I have had this experience. There are several people whose podcasts I have listened to who I've never met in person, who I will probably never will meet in person, right? But I feel kind of like I know that person because I've listened to them and they've talked about things and I've listened to them over time. You know, one of our podcasters, there's, it's two women that do a podcast together. They're going on year, they're actually in year three. They've both had babies babies during this time, right? So their whole audience like feels like they know them and they know their kids and everything that's happened. So that's number one. Like it's just really people truly connect. You know, and the other part that I would say is when people are like, oh, there's already podcasts out there about my topic or would anybody really want to listen? Or, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of, I think, fear around that. It's somewhat legitimate, but you know, I think I might've told you this analogy before, Teresa, but the one thing I, you know, if I told people that every Wednesday at one o'clock, I could get 25 to a hundred people in a room and you could have 20 or 30 minutes to do a presentation of your choice. And they would, uh, the people that are there want to be there. And you know, you would totally, you'd be really excited about that opportunity and you'd want to do it. Right. You'd be like, Oh my gosh. And that's what podcasting lets you do, right? The people who listen to your podcast are, are, are doing it because they want to hear what you have to say. You know, it gives you again this place where you can just share from your heart. You can you can do it in your style. That's the other nice thing about podcasts as well. You know, there aren't any rules. There are podcasts of every type and about everything, I assure you. There are everything under the sun. You can find a podcast about it probably. And I think that's a good thing. That means, you know, all these, you can serve your audience in, in really unique and different ways. And nobody else is going to have the viewpoint that you have. There are plenty of podcasts about 
all kinds of topics, right? But nobody has the viewpoint that you have. Nobody's going to talk about things the way that you talk about it. And I know people hear this sometimes, but I don't know that they really hear it, hear it. You know what I mean? Like really no one is going to talk about having a profitable business, Teresa, the way that you talk about it. Doesn't mean that other people aren't good or smart or whatever. They're just going to have a different approach. That's the beauty of podcasting, that you can tailor your approach to the people that want to hear from you and to the people that you know that you can serve well. In Phyllis' world, right? Like, why wouldn't everybody want to do that? (laughs) Exactly. And it is, we've talked about that so many times. Like, I'm going to say things in a way that only I can say them. And my audience is going to hear it from me. Whereas if you said the same thing, they would not connect with it. Like if I talk about podcasts, I get excited about it for people, especially women. And I, but I can't explain it how you do, you know, because I know you've talked before about how babies recognize familiar voice back to your point about how you feel so connected. Like even before they're born, they're starting to hear those things and they connect with that and and have just how powerful that really is. Yeah, it really is. Right. So humans, and we know this, right. If anybody listening has ever sort of quote unquote, right. Like heard a TV show on in the background when you're cooking dinner and you're not really watching it, but you're hearing it. Right. So you, you still get the whole story. You still understand it. We all recognize voices of our friends and loved ones immediately. Even again, very small infants immediately, you know, uh, within just a couple of days old, understand, you know, can, know the voice of their mother and their father and so forth. So this audible effect is 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 legit, right? It's a, it's just a way that human beings have sort of learned to understand how to understand and communicate information at a really basic level. And one of the other things that I want to share too, there are a lot of podcasts out there. There's that's true. And I, I and I actually think that's a benefit. I think it's evidence of the fact that there is an audience for what you have to say and what you want to share. You were mentioning about women, you know, that's such a good point, Teresa. Women, it used to be a really small, maybe like five or six percent. I think it's now up to about 10% of podcasts. Only 10% of podcasts are still hosted by women in 20, almost 2021, right? Our voices really literally are not being heard on any number of subjects and topics and genres. So there's a space for for that, I assure you. There's a place for it, and there's a there's a reason why it can still work, even though there's already maybe you know, 20 podcasts about your topic or even 200 podcasts about your topic. It doesn't matter. And I would also say this too, right? Like there's, you know, nobody's like worried about putting up another website about XYZ, right? There's, and there's a magnitude of probably billions more websites than there are of podcasts. So enough, I'll get off my little train on that, but there's a place. If, if you have something you want to say and you really want to share it this way, and for many of us can communicate much better verbally, we might not think of ourselves as writers. It might take us a lot longer to write something that's really compelling and interesting. And we could probably say it in a much better way. And I think that's a good thing too. I think that's why the medium works so well. Exactly. And I'm so happy you talked about this because that's so important to me, right? I say it all the time. Uh, your voice matters. The world is a better place for you being in it. Your voice is needed it's for women. It's just absolutely you know, definitely not a man's world. It's for whatever reason that, you know, men are just out there. They just go and they do. And I mean, they have their own mindset issues, but I think for, you know, for us as women, we just, we need to hear that 
more often. Like go tell people and it doesn't matter if it's about knitting. It doesn't matter if it's about how to be a handy woman. It doesn't matter if it's about what growing your business. Like it doesn't matter. There are people out there who are waiting for you. I think this is especially good for talking about podcasts, you know, I think back over my life and the people who have had an impact in my life, whose books I read or conference I went to and were not as easily accessible. But what if those people said, oh no, and wrung their hands and they didn't show up and use their voice? Where would I be today if those people didn't use their voice in whatever genre or way that they could? Yeah. And so now... As a woman, I just want, I want all of us to stand up and share what we know because it's a big, big world with a lot of people and you can make a difference. You can. And I will say, I think historically too, I think part of the reason that women didn't take to podcasting as quickly as men is to be honest with you, and it wasn't that long ago, I would say in 2000, even back when I started my first podcast in 2011, People were still recommending using mixing boards and the software that you and I are using to record today did not exist. And, you know, it was much more complicated and clunky and difficult. So, you know, from a technology standpoint, I think just some some guys just sort of got into it and they enjoyed sort of figuring all that stuff out. Um, But that's gone. Right. So the technology hurdles really are gone. So if that is something that is a worry for somebody, I want them to know that it's not the tech hurdle that you think it's going to be. It's so much easier than it's ever been before. If you can do a Zoom call and now everybody in the world is doing Zoom, isn't that crack you up? Like we've been, we've been doing Zoom calls for years and now everybody, it's like everybody's discovered it. So if you could do a Zoom call, right, you can record a podcast. Absolutely. This is, uh, I just had somebody ask me today why I chose Squadcast. Aside from it being what you suggest, and I just trust you completely on this, <laughs> it is so easy. Like, I did not even read anything, you know? And yes, I am technically inclined, but I mean, I literally signed up, clicked a button and scheduled, and I was like, how could that be so easy? And it sends the link out to the guest. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I love, love how e- easy this is. Yeah. And it's a hundred percent web-based, right? So even it, you're very, you know, tech stuff doesn't bother you at all. You're my technical person I go to when I get stumped. And, you know, but one of the nice things about Squadcast and there's others too, but it's 100% web-based. Nobody has to even download anything. You know, nothing like you just literally click the link and you're there. So anyway, there's just, and there's lots of other things that have made it much simpler and much easier. Yeah. I think it's just important for people to understand that if they looked into it, even a couple of years ago, they may have been like, Oh, wow, this is a little more than I want to get into. Understandable. Totally get that. You know, look at it again, because it's not as difficult as it once was. Well, yes. And this also Squadcast makes it so good and easy for your guests because your guests, even if I'm technically inclined, some of my guests may not be. So them having that hurdle of having to download or do all that, there's none of that now, which is exactly. Yeah. Speaking of starting a podcast and all of that, and this is just one tiny uh, piece of it. And I can't wait to have you come back on again and talk all things podcasting. You have a guide on how to start your podcast and all of that. I know that it has grown since you first put it out there. Uh, Tell us about that and where we can find that. And of course, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so... We did. You know, I started this guide um, a couple of years ago with just some handy tips from things that people ask me a lot. And it's grown and grown and grown. So now it's like, I don't know, 40 or 50 some pages. If podcasting is maybe something in the back of your mind and you'd like to get more information, I think this the guide is a good place to start. We have information about 
planning it about the thing, the research you might want to do before you start. And then everything from what to do before you record, how to record, what you do after you record the whole bit. There's a couple of, there's two or three checklists, I think inside of it. Anywho, so you can get that. It's right on our homepage, a place to opt in right there on the homepage on soundadvicestrategies.com. It's the Sound Advice Guide to Podcasting. It's a really good first place to start so that you can get some information in front of you and then really kind of just educate yourself a little bit to see if it's something that you like. There's lots of examples as well, like examples of different types of podcasts and examples of you know what we see working out there today. Yeah. And we just had a really big upgrade or update, I should say, because things do change, right? So we've, we've updated it. So everything's up to date and uh, really current. You know, it's so funny. I've been along for this ride as you started doing the podcasting and all of that. And I have to say, I went right to the website and downloaded the guide. And right here beside me, I have the pre-recording checklist every time I sit down to do this so that I make sure that everything, and I even added a little thing because I have an alarm door, you know, chimes because I've got a little person. When I first did it, I was like, oh, of course I edited those out, but it's now added to this list, turn off door chimes. <laughs> oh, very smart. Yeah, absolutely. That's so smart. I'm glad. Maybe we need to add that in there. It is so incredible to me. I love this checklist. You know, who doesn't love a good checklist? Exactly. Me. I Well, I love, you know, how I am with that stuff. I wanted to ask, because I want to check in on this, how has podcasting affected how we market ourselves as business women? Well, you know, I, th- I think it's, given us a bigger platform, number one, I think for sure. I think it also evens the playing field a little bit. I mean, there are definitely, you know, bigger companies or something can still have a little bit bigger reach. But I think being able to do podcasting, like you're going to be on all the same platforms as everybody else. PBS has a bunch of podcasts and you're going to be on all the same platforms that they're on. So the ability to do that, I think is really helpful and it just lets you expand. And I think it also just really allows you to claim sort of your place in the market, right? Like here's who I am. Here's who I stand for. Here's who I serve. Here's what I believe in. You can make that so clear on your podcast, probably even clearer than you can on your website. And I think it just audiences, I think, are really drawn to that because they really know them that we always talk about this. And to the extent where sometimes now I want to roll my eyes, right? But it's so true, right? This whole no like and trust factor is especially in digital marketing, especially in the online world. You know, people really do need to feel like they know who you are so they can trust you. They have confidence in the decisions that they're making. They have confidence that you're going to be able to do whatever you're offering to do, or whether it's a service or a product. And I think your podcast can help shorten what that journey looks like from somebody finding you to somebody been then kind of feeling like they know you and then being able to take whatever that next step would be. And maybe the next step is just getting on your email list, or maybe the next step is joining your Facebook group or participating in a, you know, in some sort of small um, like challenge or something like that that you do. Um, but they're going to be much more inclined to want to do it because they feel like they know who you are and they, they've got a sense of the kind of person you are and the work that you do. I love that because it is very much people hear you and what we were talking about before that connection. There are people that I have heard about and I've listened to them and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I love that there's, I can just binge on that kind of like Netflix, right? When you get to find a series, you just, and so it's been that way with some podcasts. I remember you telling me about uh, one of your clients that did it because she had a book. And that's how people were finding her through the book and her website previously. And you 
she thought that the podcast would be a good add-on. Yes. She publishes books books traditionally. And so she only puts out a book maybe every 18 months, maybe even every two years. And in between, she has a blog and some other places where she puts information out, you know, more often than that. But yeah, so she started the podcast as a way to just sort of keep the connection with the audience. And, you know, surprisingly, even to her, and she had a very sizable audience to begin with. People have found her podcast and been like, oh, you have a book? Like, they don't even know that she's an author. They found her podcast first, which is great. You know, we're talking about binging. One of the other things that we see all the time, Teresa, in fact, every quarter we do a little bit of a review with our clients and they are, we're always, even I'm still shocked to this day. We'll go back and we'll look and we'll see that like every single podcast gets a download. Sometimes even two and three year old podcasts get downloads almost every single month because somebody's going back and listening or maybe because they want to go back to the beginning or some people just have a favorite episode that was really helpful to them. So they'll go back and listen to it again and again. Where else? What other kind of content is that possible? It's just so, it's just really cool to see. And and it's out there forever, right? If you want it to be. Now you can take stuff down if you want, but it's just so nice. And we see it all the time that people have gone back and listened to episode number one that was published in 2017, still got downloads in November of 2020. I mean, it's incredible. It really is. I know there was, uh, I think it's Brooke Castillo who yeah. I knew of her, her life school coaching. Yeah. I never went and listened or anything else. And then when I heard it about it again, it's like, I don't know if she's on year four or five. I honestly can't remember what year it is. But then one of the people that went through her life coach school said, you know what? They're all good. But they said the first 30 are gold. And so then because I knew specifically that, and I was having some mindset issues at the beginning of the year, who was that? Oh my goodness. Oh, right. And so I went and I, and they were, and it's just that thing, just like you're saying, it's so nice that they're there. Yeah. That, you know, I haven't listened to all of hers now, but those right. were so good. I love that, that you can go back and find those things. And again, it's her voice. And I connected with that. I could be cleaning my room or doing, you know, and I, do you have any sense of, I've heard people ask this before, any sense of when people are listening to podcasts the most? I know a lot of times if they're walking or working out or the drive to work. Yeah. So I think, you know, a lot, some companies, there's um, a company that does big surveys and they do at the end of every year, they do a big sort of report with some statistics. We know for sure that most people are listening to podcasts when they're sort of doing other things, but other sort of passive things, right? So like commuting, maybe driving, um, that kind of thing, or even on public transportation. Certainly uh, when they're out, maybe taking a walk or walking the dog or waiting in the pickup line at school or those kinds of things. So we see that really often. You know, another place where we see people do it is um, maybe at nighttime, right before bed, if you have the kind of podcast that people find encouraging or uplifting, there's a ton of medic meditation podcast that people listen to at night. Um, there's somebody right here in Columbus where we live, Teresa, who started a meditation podcast a couple of years ago. And I think she has like four or 5 million downloads because some people have found, you know, a favorite meditation and they might listen to it every night for a month. Right. It just oh. download it and listen to it over and over. So, so that's really common, right? When people, and their people are also, people are busy. We have these little moments of time where we want to take a break, right? Maybe a mental break. The other nice thing is that 
again, we're almost all listening on our phones, but we now do have the ability to, you can listen on like your Amazon Alexa device, if that's your thing, you know, so maybe I listen sometimes, we have one in our bathroom and I listen sometimes to podcasts when I'm taking a shower or doing my hair or whatever. It's just, I think it depends on the person and their style. Some people really like starting their day with a certain podcast that's really uplifting and fun. That's true. My mom does now that you say that, and she's not a tech person at all. Like she would be great if there wasn't any tech, but she does listen to the meditation. She has some favorite ones out there that she listens to and she'll tell me about it. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. I just want to tell everyone, remember to go to soundadvicestrategies.com, get the get started guide. Even if you're not getting started, if you're just curious about what it looks like. And then of course, reach out anytime to Phyllis. She is absolutely my go-to person when it comes to anything podcast. All right. So let's do do these three questions. Then I want to share with everyone because I know that you're going to uh, come into our group and be there for Q&A. So I'm excited to share that. First of all, let's talk about it. What's your favorite vacation experience or destination? Oh, gosh. Yes. And this, what a good question in this year of not going anywhere. Really, the first thing that comes would be a beach vacation. I mean, that's probably my all-time ultimate, right? We've rented a house several times, like a house right on the beach. We walk out the door down the steps, right into the sand. That's definitely a favorite for sure. Nice. I, you know, I'm a beach girl. <laughs> yeah. I, I, one of my friends got me a cup that says mermaid is my birthstone. <laughs> that's <laughs> so perfect for you. Right. Okay. Next up, would you rather time travel or teleport? Oh, so teleporting, you mean like you're just, you can just, I'll just be somewhere else. Yes. I'll, that sounds interesting. Although I think I would really rather time travel, like uh, be able to go maybe into the future and then come back, like knowing, right? Like who wouldn't want to know what's going to happen like a year from now or something? Boy, we should could have used that this weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, this whole year, right? Like if we would have known back in April what was going to happen, like, oh my gosh, it just, it would have been so nice. If we had known that back in April, maybe we could have saved on everybody stocking up on the toilet. Maybe, that's right? right. That's right. <laughs> it was like, it's okay, you guys. We went, we looked, there's going to be plenty of toilet. <laughs> yeah. no, you don't have to worry. Right. I always want to ask our guest, what is a question that you would like for me to ask another guest? Speaking of looking into the future, just something about their journey as, you know, to becoming a profitable CEO. What is a question that you would like for me to ask another guest? Well, that is a good question. Um, Gosh, lots of things come to mind. All different times of my journey, this would have been helpful, which is how do you know when it's time to sort of scale or invest? Like, how do you know when it's okay, it's time to, and I know you and I've both been through this. Like, how do you know when it's time to go ahead and hire somebody to help you? You know, how do you know when it's time to take that step or that investment in your business? Um, I know there's, <laughs> I would love like, let's if there's a magic answer to that, that's what I want to know. So what are some of the things that are happening that you're like, you know what, it's time for me to invest and scale this thing? Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of your clients like that too, right? We know at some point, like we're not going to ever be able to do it all. I think we, we get into business understanding that intellectually, but right. When does the time come when you're like, okay, I'm really, I'm willing to let this go and or invest, like hire somebody else and literally let them do their work so that I can do my work. Yeah. And we know in our head that that has to happen at some point, but at least for me, I certainly, it still has never been, it's still never an easy step. 
It is. I, it, it is definitely, that's a loaded question for sure, because we go through that. And then it's like, once we actually do it, then it's like, oh my gosh, this was so great. Why didn't I do this sooner? So yes, I will definitely put that in the hat to pull out and ask another guest. So our first few guests don't get that question from somebody else because it's the beginning. Thank you again so much for sharing all of this great information with us. I do want to let all of our listeners know that you're going to be in our group. You can just go to thepurposefulceo.com forward slash Facebook, and that will take you to our Facebook group that I just figured it was easier than giving you all that long Facebook URL. Go there. You can come anytime. I always want to invite all of our listeners to come in, talk about what we're talking about on the podcast, because that's one of the things that with podcasting that I want to have the conversation so that yeah. I can hear what people thinking. Like, did you love it? Did you hate it? Do you agree? Do you think we're full of it? Like, just come have that conversation with us. Thepurposefulceo.com forward slash Facebook. And Phyllis is going to be in the group December 1st. That's a Tuesday at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern. And she'll be answering any questions that you have podcast-wise. So get the guide, look through it, and then come ask any questions that you have. And we'll put the links in the show notes below this, wherever you're listening to it. I look forward to having you back, Phyllis. Thank you so much for being here. It's always, always so much fun. Oh, well, thank you, Teresa, for having me. And I'm really delighted to be involved, you know, early on in your podcast. And you know how happy I am that you are podcasting. So I'm just thrilled and having a lot of fun. So thanks so much. All right, friend, we'll chat later. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Becoming a Profitable CEO. I'll be back next week, but in the meantime, let's continue the conversation. Head on over to our Facebook group at thepurposefulceo.com forward slash Facebook and share your take on today's episode. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.